welcome back to another episode of the Naked Plate Podcast, where in this episode we'll be talking about the Black Church. Why are there so many Black churches, and have they done what they were intended to do, and what's the answer? In a recent study that I was reading that showed the percentage of Black churches in the United States and how they have had a positive effect on racial equity, it made me think about what is racial equity and exactly why are there so many Black churches? You can think about it from a context of what the original intended purpose for a black church was, you know, going back to the days of slavery in terms of the beginning stages of what was found as the purpose has that fully translated over into modern day success for black Americans. And I say black Americans because, you know, we get so caught inside of this bubble of being lumped in with every other racial minority that looks like us in terms of not coming to this country past 1950. You know, unfortunately, you know, those that are diehard attendees of the black church will never fully say something that would take away their faith or question their faith inside of the church. And it's sad because I know too many situations where people that I know have committed themselves to the church and they're willing to go above and beyond and will do anything. And they spent all these years putting all this money in into the church and you look around and time and time again again time and time again the church does not necessarily fulfill what its intended purpose is and then mysteriously down the street is another one then another one then another one i know several places back home where i can go a one and a half to two mile block and whether I drive or walk you won't pass a single corner that does not have a church on that corner and I think about how many churches we see but you see such low economic advantages across that same city or that same neighborhood for which those that harbor all of these churches tend to go. When I also think about the whole idea of prosperity preaching, when how can we, if I was a pastor, preacher, deacon, whatever you want to call it, reverend, how could I legitimately look myself in the mirror every day knowing that I live 
exponentially above the means that my congregation could afford to do for themselves. So how can I tell you, because I'm coming, you're coming to me, if I'm the preacher, you're coming to me because you think that by investing in me or the church, that somehow is going to head your way. So we use terms like you're paying it forward or you're sowing, you're sowing the soil or whatever. I, I think it's something like soil to soil or something to where the bottom line is the idea is that you give me something, then you'll get this in return. Does that fully mean that what I'm doing for you, I can deliver on through the higher power? Now, I find it very, very odd that this a mega church or those that go to a successful church in terms of how many members, which equates to dollars. Let's not get it twisted. This is a business. If it wasn't, we wouldn't be in a building. We would literally just be in a parking lot saying, hey, everybody, come on. And we're just spreading the good news and all that stuff. If it really wasn't about that, then show it's not. It's like a player that says, oh, it's not about the money. I'll do this. I'll play for free. Okay, we'll play for free. Donate your entire salary. And it's the same thing. If this is supposed to be a nonprofit, how are you, how are you rich? Like literally, you're legitimately wealthy. Some of them are wealthy. Some of them are, a lot of them are rich. And the person that's attending your church sitting in that front row tends to be on a fixed income. Or if you really have these churches that take it overboard to where they'll have a whole section dedicated to a certain type of member. So it's almost like a VIP section. So you have special roles, then you have this huge stage, you have these, these lights, you got all this instrumentation going on, you got this fancy audio equipment. What does that put you in the mind of? This puts you in the mind of a concert. This At this point, it's a concert venue. And you are giving people, you're a motivational speaker in a lot of ways. And you may be great at what you do. And this is no shade at any pastors or anybody out there that who's legitimately doing the work. But a lot of you all understand that this is a hustle. This is a game. What other business can you collect millions of dollars and not pay taxes on it while having every single business in the name of the church? So you can live tax free because the house could be possibly in the name of the church, depending on what state you're in and not every state and locality acknowledges uh, nonprofit real estate the same. So, but nevertheless, you can have all of these taxable assets, cars, you can um, have property, you can have all these things that could be in the name of the church. But unfortunately, the person who helped get you that is nowhere near the neighborhood for which you're located. So you're not even accessible if I wanted to talk to you. If I had questions and I wanted to come to my pastor directly, I got to talk to somebody who 
you got to talk to somebody and then they'll deliver the message. This is literally this at that point, you're showing that it's a business. If I have to get through so many people to get to you, then this is a business. But I didn't have to. But you made sure that when it was time to walk around collecting these multiple offerings and collecting all of these different things to get money out of my pocket, then I didn't have to go through all that to get you the money then. But yet I got to jump through hoops to talk to you now. So all of this keeps playing out in real world where we see all of these communities for where a lot of these churches are located, they're in distressed, dilapidated areas because the community that a lot of these members live in is not where that church is located. So you come across town, you come across town because you may have been living, and this is the, this is the real truth here. You may have been going to this church ever since you were younger. Right. So this is where your ties are. So you may have lived in this community when you were younger. Now that you are a little older, you moved away from that community because the community may have gone down based off of different social economic issues. So now that that community's down, you don't live there anymore. You live out on the outskirts or in the suburbs. So you come here on Sunday, maybe Friday or Wednesday, and then the other five days, that church is struggling trying to fill in the gaps of how to get these members to come here and be invested when 71% of the week, they are somewhere else. A black church was super popular and prevalent pre-1970 because it was the community's place. It was the community's place where they discussed politics, where they discussed economics, where they discussed the relationships amongst the community. They discussed the education of the community. All these things took place as a secondary element to the city hall which was that place for whites. The black church was that for us. But once you start realizing that a lot of people are being misled because the idea of there's light by somehow giving another, I, I just still cannot wrap my mind around the idea, especially as I've gotten older, of the idea of somehow me giving you money is going to lead to a blessing to on my end. When I can look and see several examples around me of people who have clearly taken heed to your advice because they haven't left. And they've been here for years why they keep paying all this money but yet they still are in the same economic conditions they still are in the same unfortunate state they were three years ago four years ago five years ago and in some cases you got generations of the whole family going to the same church but what do they have to show for it i don't care if you only put in five dollars every time you went to church 
to somebody who's making seven twenty-five an hour on a fixed income, you think of somebody that's on a fixed income and you're bringing in on a fixed income anywhere between 11, let's just say $1,300. You take the paratransit, you know, the small bus that comes around and collects people to drop them off at church or stuff like that, or, you know, and even if you don't uh, pay for that, you still give those people legitimately, faithfully give 10% of their money off the top. It's no negotiation. So if I'm giving up 10% and I got 1200, that leaves me with what? 1,080. So I got 1,080. I got to pay my rent. In 2021, it's hard to find a decent place to stay at. No matter how long you've been there, it's hard to find a decent place to stay at for less than $800, $900 a month. So let's just say somehow you're on a rent controlled house whole situation. You still got to eat. You still may have medications you're paying for. You still got utilities. So for that person that spent all these years fighting and struggling to retire, you give up so much money to the church. What has the church really done for you? You think about that other uh, family. They go to church faithfully all these days a week. But nevertheless, the mother or the father is still working multiple jobs or the kids uh, have been in the church all their life, but yet they're still going astray or they're still having issues in school. And you did everything you were supposed to do. You went to church, you you gave money like you were supposed to, and you still can't figure it out. But you're unemployed or somebody in your household is unemployed, but yet there's another church opening. So I can keep going on and on, but I'm trying to keep this video short. The bottom line is, is that black people, and I can say this because obviously I'm black. It's not the fact that you go to church. The fact is, is you have to look at it as what has the church done for you? And stop telling people all they need to do is just pray. And they just need to have faith when that person who is looking for their prayers to be answered, odds are has probably tried all of this stuff. They're working hard. They're doing the best they can. Meanwhile, at the corner of their street, there's another church or people just keep telling them, you just got to get in the church. All of this stuff doesn't work. And if it has worked, show me the, ec the economic data that supports it. Show me how much money that the average church takes in and where does the money go? Show me some bylaws. Show me that what city that the church is located in or that neighborhood, how much real estate that that church owns around it. Because if the area is in a dilapidated state, then the land around it is cheap. Show me the investment. And if there is a big investment, what is it the investment in? You don't see it invested in education. How many schools do we see open? How many job opportunities are we seeing created? Or how many partnerships are built with the city government that will allow for reentry programs, that will allow for any kind of uh, child education or 
health and wellness, nutrition based programs, any of these things that are completely relevant 100 years ago, 200 years ago, that are still relevant to this day and are still inadequate for the times that we're talking. So stop telling people get in the church it doesn't work for everybody and if it's working for you good for you but stop telling everybody need to get back in the church and the black church unfortunately is very shaky i know more people that are leaving the church than coming back to it if you want to find god you find it you don't need to pay for an entry fee